Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collins. Yes, hello, happy Friday. Welcome to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. I'm your host, Alyssa Smith, with the ever-so-talented Sam Collett herself. Sam, how great is this? A half hour to talk about racing featuring yourself. Well, I think everybody likes a good plug to talk about themselves, so what better (laughs) opportunity than this one? How good, how good. Let's get to know you, though, Sam, because you're from New Zealand. Let's talk about your upbringing. Now you're based here in Brizzy. How did that come about? Yeah, look, I did seven weeks here and sort of like a working winter holiday last year. And when I came back home to NZ, it sort of became pretty apparent to me I was ready for a change and a new challenge. Um, so I decided to up stumps and move over here. And uh, it's been a fantastic transition for me so far. I did the two weeks in quarantine in October um, and then got out and started pretty much race riding bang on Melbourne Cup Day. So it's been fantastic. It took a little bit of time to get the ball rolling here, um, just in terms of getting that first winner on the board, and, and things have flown, like flowed on really well since then. Um, and I pretty much consider sort of Queensland home now, so it's it's good. Really? That's yeah. lovely, isn't it? Warmer weather than New Zealand. I know, but I tell you what, if I had a dollar for every time it rained here, and someone <laughs> said to me, you'd be used to this, I would definitely be able to retire by now. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I guess the track conditions here, the riding conditions would be better than New Zealand because it does rain more so in the evenings here. Yeah, well... I can't say I've really hit a, a super wet track here and I'm like, Jesus is worse than home, you know, especially <laughs> like this time of year back in NZ. It's obviously very wet, very testing. Um, so I haven't missed that whatsoever, but it, the warmer weather is um, definitely a draw, massive draw card for me. You mentioned you came over here, you had to do two weeks quarantine and then that was late October, but then you're already racing Melbourne Cup. That's a short turnaround to go from being stuck in a tiny little room with no training to then straight out on yeah. a horse. Yeah, I tried. Like I was fortunate enough to be able to hire a bit of gym equipment to keep myself busy. And the two weeks in ISO allowed me enough time to really get stuck into doing all the form. So I was kind of like pre-prepared mentally and trying my best physically. Before I went into ISO, I was been mad, mad busy at home in NZ. Mm. So my fitness levels, even though I'd done not a lot, for two weeks, um, it probably didn't actually give like do my body any harm to have two weeks rest either. Let's talk about New Zealand. Growing up, how involved with horse racing were your family? Uh, massive. Like my my both my parents were very successful jockeys in their own rights. Um, my dad, who's now sort of scaled back and is doing a little bit of training. Um, my mum is still riding at home, and she's just like she's like Wonder Woman, honestly. She's incredible and someone I admire greatly because for her work ethic mm. to still be riding and passionate about her sport or our sport 
um, at this age and in this part of her career, you know, too. So for me, it was a little bit of a no-brainer, even though riding wasn't initially my first port of call when it came to, you know, my career. I thought I would stay at school and, and become a vet, and then I soon realised I probably was going to cost me more money than it was going to make <laughs> me. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I pursued a, a career in racing, even though most, you know, people that had probably grown up in my position had ridden racehorses I was more into the equestrian side of things and my mum was a a big advocate for that so we were always busy in the weekend show jumping and things when mum could sort of get us get rid of us while she was busy (laughs) race riding so my career you know started pretty much from my family's you know um my family's upbringing too so I've got two cousins that ride successfully in Sydney who Um, are they Jason and Alicia Collett. Big yep. shout out to them. <laughs> um, they're probably a little bit more famous than me. But anyway, <laughs> Not probably... after this show. Come <laughs> on, after... Sam. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, and I've got um, their dad, Uncle Richard, that to me. He trains uh, back home. Um, like my mum's side of the family, they're involved in racing one way or another. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, <clears throat> sorry. Um dad's side of the family my my granddad he had a stud farm in the south island of New Zealand and so it's all it all sort of intertwines um now I look back on it and there's nothing else I would be doing um Mm. I love my job um and it's taken me to some fantastic places in the world um and given me like a fantastic life fantastic lifestyle and I've met some amazing people too with your upbringing you're around horse racing were your parents keen on you becoming a jockey (laughs) Mum wasn't so keen on the idea, only because, and I look back now and I understand why, uh, for her coming through her career, and you know, back then, uh, it was very hard for women, you know, it was hard to sort of get a foot in the door and, and to not be taken seriously, to really get those opportunities they probably deserved. And now we look at it and we're very fortunate, especially I think New Zealand's probably one of the so forebears of the you know, women in, in racing, there's probably more women riding than men there. Um, and Australia is <laughs> definitely looking to get that way. So it's fantastic to see, you know, we're obviously paid the same amount. There's not many sports people that are, you know, women and men are on the same wicket. So it's it's fantastic like that. But in saying that, mum was definitely against me having a career in racing to start with. Um, she thought my intelligence was wasted on horse riding. <laughs> she was wrong. Um, but my dad's always been a massive supporter of mine. I mean, they both support me now, but, um, you know, dad was all for it, even though he um, he was convinced I was never going to be tough enough to make it. But you know, racing was does teach you one thing, and it's to be tough, and you either sink or swim. So, uh, like I said, I wouldn't be doing anything else now. It's, it's been fantastic. Talking about toughness, mental or physically tough? Definitely mental. For me, anyway, I can't speak for everyone. The physical side of it, yes, you obviously have to be physically fit to do our job. But the mental side of it, it's probably what gets me and what I struggle with the most, trying to find a good balance with, you know, downtime a little bit away from racing because it's all so consuming from Mm. the time you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to whenever you leave the races. And when you leave in the races, you're still thinking about, oh, what I should have done, this, that, the other, you know, it's – um, you never go home with the perfect day, mm. you know, and, and if you're going to be successful, you have to make sure that you are aware to, you know, or you, you're aware of what you've done wrong and, and sort of analyze the whole day. Um, so it can be hard for me mentally to clock off. Um, I think that's the pressure of racing, the pressure of performing for owners, trainers, punters, the like, that's 
for me the hardest part. How consuming is it? You say it consumes your entire life, seven days a week. How consuming is it from the moment you wake up till you go to bed? Pretty much all day. (laughs) Um, There are obviously, you know, like a Monday for me is most of the time a day off where I try and I don't ride track work in the morning. I try and get away, get as far away from a race course as I can and just have some sort of a normal life and just unwind like that. Um, Obviously, like a normal person will have... Set, you know, Saturday, Sunday off, whereas Saturday, Sundays for us are always work yeah. days. So it can be like Tuesday, track work trials, Wednesday, races, Thursday, track work races, Friday, track work races, Saturday, track work races, Sunday races, you know, so it's, it is consuming. Yeah, and you have to, you have to be so committed to it. You know, it's not just something you do half-hearted, you've, you're all in. We talked about how mentally tough it is, but it's also physically demanding as well because if you're just the slightest little bit overweight or underweight, it can affect your entire race, can't it? Yeah, so essentially, obviously, every horse, depending on its ability, its age, sex, its ha- on the handicap, mm. it has it's weighted accordingly to the sort of race it's in. So my day in a race meeting weight-wise will, will vary. So I've got seven rides, you know, tomorrow, Saturday, um, those horses will all have a variation of different weights. So then for me, my lightest weight is essentially where I need, is my, where at the point I need to be at before a race meeting. So um, a lot of people, you know, there's many jocks out there that do it really hard. They're yep. losing kilo, kilo and a half before a race meeting. Morning of, dehydrating. Wow. Yeah, and it's crazy. So that obviously affects, it does affect you in some way, but that's just the kind of pressure that people don't realise that these jockeys are putting themselves under day Mm. in day out you know that physical fatigue and then the mental fatigue and then having to go and do it again the next day it's almost like boxing (coughs) where you do your weigh in they've got to lose weight and then they try and put on weight before they step out in the ring how are you tracking for tomorrow because you've had two weeks off (laughs) yeah yeah thanks to my manager shout out to him for getting me a few light rides this weekend thanks cam love you um no listen it's it's all about management for me um I came back from my sort of little holiday back in NZ at the start of sort of in the weekend. So last weekend, it's taken me four or five days to get back onto a, a my diet, as I sort of call it, um, and then into a routine where I'm sort of dieting, trying to lose a little bit of weight and chipping away at it during the week. But not everyone has that luxury, obviously, because you're busy racing all the time. So you, you have to put something back in. Um, so I've had the luxury this week of trying to get my weight down in the best way possible so it sustains, you know, it's a sustainable way of doing it, essentially. How how many kilos do you have to lose before the weekend? I've probably only got a couple of kilos left to lose. Before or, tomorrow? Yeah, before tomorrow. Right on. Um, uh, that's interesting. <coughs> I know a few people would be uh, love to get you on the phone and ask you how on earth you do that. Um, well, the long and short of it is I try and stay away from the fridge. Um, <laughs> a few sweat sessions in between yeah, as well. Yeah, a few sweat sessions in between. I'd like to try, uh, you know, be as physical as I can. Like, I'll go out and put my sweat gear on and do something. Well, the weather's mm. good. It makes yes. that job super easy. Like, I go for a walk for an hour and a half with my sweat gear on, and it's not too taxing physically because I obviously don't want to be physically exhausted. Uh, but mentally, I'm out doing something. Some people prefer to sit and sweat in a bath. Some people will go for a run. Um, I'm not much of a runner myself. I'm just not built for running. I don't enjoy it. Don't like your mm, cardio. No, nah, don't like it. Leave me out of the cardio. <laughs> um, 
but like I said, I do go to the gym twice a week and have a PT session there um, just to try and mix it up a bit too. So it's all about variation for me, like keeping my mind fresh while I'm doing it. Mm. Um, everyone's got their own way about it. I do try and diet most of it and then, you know, just water weight the last bit. So it's, yeah, it's. It's the fun part of my job. (laughs) Very consuming, very physically (laughs) and mentally demanding, that is for sure. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for sharing your story. Stick with us, though. After the break, we'll check in with an apprentice jockey who's been dubbed the next big thing. She's a Queenslander. She's from the country, and her parents tried to also talk her out of (laughs) racing horses as well. Angela Jones will join us next. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.